1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: No. No. Too many letters. I already got AB. I don't need OBJ. I mean, he had one catch like six yards in his last game, so... I can guarantee you we can get him more than that over here. So um, as long as he's good with two catches, 12 yards, we should be straight. All
1: right, Thursday edition, PFT Live. Week 10 begins tonight. Miami Dolphins and Baltimore Ravens getting together in South Florida. Hey, look, they all can't be great primetime games right Chris and you never know what this one may become that's you right. never know
2: you I never know that's right I mean listen we saw Baltimore pull two rabbits out of their butt to beat the Detroit Lions five six weeks ago so you never know yeah good
1: morning London hello everybody uh, but yes well they you know they you they don't pulled, know they pulled one they pulled one out of that area on Sunday exactly beat right. the Vikings in overtime exactly. down 14 points Now, on one hand, you can say the Dolphins are hot because they beat the Texans on Sunday. On the other hand, you could say the Dolphins have gotten their win for the month, so don't expect anything until December. But uh, yeah, you never know. That's the thing about the NFL. If we learned nothing else on Sunday, it's that a team like the Miami Dolphins could indeed rise up and beat the Baltimore Ravens. We saw the Jaguars beat the Bills. We saw the Broncos beat the Cowboys. It can happen. You're welcome, Fox, Amazon Prime, and NFL for our best efforts to sell this thing that most people are going to look at and say, Ew, no, it's football, it's on TV, it's your opportunity to watch two teams that have otherwise been subsumed in the 1 o'clock Eastern window the Ravens have snuck out of it a few times but this is probably the only time you're going to see the Dolphins all year long no you're exactly right and I mean you know again Lamar Jackson
2: as hot as he is playing quarterback all these fourth quarter comebacks you know the Ravens are kind of an up and down roller coaster football team uh to a degree I mean for the season and you know even within a game just like you said last week I mean it wasn't looking good there for a while you know, their defense is not great and dominant like it's been in years past. So that lets teams that are maybe lesser than hang around and make the game competitive. And, you know, I you never forget this aspect. You're the best at this. And this is where I need to get better when we do picks and everything like that. It's just, you know, the gut feel, the psychology of, of some of these picks and, and or, or these games. I mean, again, hey, you got a lot of factors here. The, the Dolphins certainly aren't giving up on the year. I mean, there's hot seat conversations about Brian Flores and, you know, and the GM down there. So Chris Greer, excuse me. So that that's, you know, they're going to be coaching their butts off, you know, George Godsey, offensive coordinator. He wants to continue to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. He's not going to, you know, they're not going to pack it in by any stretch of the imagination. And the one thing about the Dolphins is they are big and they can play a physical brand of football. Uh, to where that could match up with Baltimore, and I would not be shocked at all if we saw, you know, a good, close game tonight.
1: We are so excited. We strayed into our Thursday night preview a couple of segments before I know. we were supposed to. We'll but talk that was more a good about teaser. that game coming up, but there are other... Now, look, some days the Thursday night game warrants right out of the gates 25 minutes of conversation. On other days, we're waiting for the white puff of smoke to let us know where Odell Beckham Jr. will sign his next contract, his first, uh, first foray into free agency. And look, Chris, I I said this last night on PFTPM. One of the problems with having choices is eventually you have to choose. Yeah. And right. and, and I think that may be what OBJ is going through right now. He's got different options with different factors and different pros and cons and he can only make one decision, and right. once he makes it, that's it for the for the rest of the year. That's it. And uh, he wants to take the time and and make the right decision. It also, tells me there isn't one option that is screaming out to him. This is where you need to go. Yeah, yeah, I I
2: would say so too. It does seem like it, it says that you know. And again, I think when we talk about the teams here in a second and a little bit of like you know why I I think you you know it'll it'll lay it out. It's not an easy decision. You know, when you talk about the Chiefs, Packers, and Saints, right? Those are the three teams we're hearing the most most around the OBJ conversation. But I understand him maybe taking his time. He's got to be careful. Careful's the word here. You know, it, this is it's this is more than even th- this year. This is the perception, the legacy of OBJ, who is, has Hall of Fame talent, was on a Hall of Fame you know pace early on in his career, and of course, it's nowhere near that the last two years. So there's a lot of things, I think, that go into into this. And, of course, I even think this year's decision, just, yeah, okay, it's just the remainder of this year, it's going to affect how much he gets paid, how much he's wanted next year, where he goes, all those other factors. So this is a very, very big decision. It's his first time he's had to make a decision like this. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what he does when it, when it comes
1: down to it. I'm hearing more about the Patriots and the Packers right now. I'm hearing, uh, fr- from everything I've heard yeah, over the past right. 24 hours, it's Saints, Chiefs, Patriots. The Packers made basically an offer he can't accept of minimum salary when they've got $4 million in cap space. Someone who's been around for a while said to me yesterday, they're just trying to make it look like they made an effort to sign him, but they don't really want to. If you want him, you have the money, you have the cap space, you go get him. They're not making the hard sell that maybe other teams are. The Patriots are are focused, I think, on trying to get him, but it's an uphill climb because they, they have Mac Jones at quarterback, and you've really got to sell him on how you're going to use him. And part of the problem is when you go to New England, what do you do? You, you got to accept, once you sign that contract, they can tell you whatever you want. Once you sign that contract, you're theirs, and you're doing whatever they tell you to do, and that's it. And You just have to deal with it. So that's one of the reasons why I think even though the Patriots seem to be motivated, they're not at the top of the stack. As of yesterday afternoon, Chris, I was hearing from people that, that the Saints were believed to be the one. And then yeah. middle of the afternoon, it flipped to the Chiefs to the point where I thought it was imminent that we were going to hear that he had agreed to terms with the Chiefs. Then we saw the report from NFL media that he may take a few days. Well, as of last night, and I posted this, I think right after midnight, this, the pendulum has swung to the Chiefs right now. There's a thought that he's going to join the Chiefs, and Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and that would say he resolved his choices, his factors, his options by saying, I'll take a great quarterback. I'll accept being second or third fiddle. I'll take a team that has a pretty damn good chance of playing into January, into the postseason, and people who are home, GMs, coaches, owners, done for the year, can watch me in the postseason and add me to their list of teams that or of guys that maybe they want to get in free agency. So, you know, that that's, that's what favors the Chiefs. What favors the Saints is he's the unquestioned number one receiver, and Sean right. Payton would presumably design play after play after play right. to get the ball in his hands, even if the guy delivering the ball isn't a high-end franchise quarterback. No, I, I think that's right. I mean, there's a lot of good things you said there. I mean, the first
2: one I want to just bring up right at the start was like, Like money, like why, who, who gives a damn about the money right now? If you're OBJ, you know, that, that would be one thing. I mean, again, if I was involved or knew somebody in his camp, I'd go, who cares? That has nothing to do with it. You made a lot of money. You're still going to make good money this year from the Cleveland Browns. Like, don't let that be any factor in this decision at all.
1: Well, but but he's got to make $3 million to break even on what he was already going to make. Yeah, okay. That, if okay. he's worried about that, right. if he's worried right. about that, right. he's got to make $3 million to break even. Yes, okay. But but you also set yourself up, as you mentioned, right. Right. for next year. Right. So you get yourself in a good spot. You get a much larger contract right. in 2022. So the money is – he can't get so caught up in the $3 yes. million yes. that he forgets about the prize that may be out there when he gets to – legitimately join free agency in the usual way
2: that's exactly what I wanted to say you're right you can't let that be just the overriding factor in this decision there's just way more at play here you know yeah your future at play here so don't let you know okay a million two million dollars like totally dictate the situation when you know it might mean okay you took a million dollars less with this team but got $10 $10 million more next year because of, you're on that team and we're, we're a success and, you know, one of the driving factors for them winning and being successful on offense. So, you know, that would be the first thing I think that jumps out to me. And then, you know, you said it. I think out of the teams, you know, we've talked about, I, I think I've heard more Chiefs, Saints, Patriots to, to go along with that. The Packers, I haven't heard anything substantial to think like, oh, yeah, that's a real thing other than just listening to other media, you know, reports. And 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 you know, you kinda of narrowed it down the right way. You know, I, I look at like, hey, the Patriots and the Saints, I know they know how to feature a guy and feed him the ball over and over and over and over and come with come out with a lot of different ways to get their special players the football. That to me is the great advantage of those two teams. You know, McDaniels, Belichick, Sean Payton, you know, they just understand formations, you know, defensive play calls, defensive schemes, and they know how to get guys the ball. Like we've seen with whether it's Michael Thomas, you know, lots of receivers even before that in the Sean Payton system that racked up tons of catches. And then, of course, the Patriots can do it any way they want. I mean, they can do whatever they want. They go, oh, this week it's Gronk, this week it's Edelman, this week it's both. Oh, this week it's Edelman in the back, out of the backfield. And, you know, in either place, Patriots or Saints, he gets to be the lead dog, like you said. And I think he he fits, you know, systematically a little bit more like what they do too. Not that he fits anywhere, but he can run some of that underneath change of direction stuff too. It's one of the things I think that gets lost in OBJ's game. He's a phenomenal route runner. I mean, he is top notch that way. And those are two teams that value route running. It is about, hey, how do you set this guy up? What do you do when you read this coverage? I need you to run this route like this. And then when it's in this coverage, I want you to run it like that. And he understands that. They understand that. And that's where I could see, you know, that being very appealing. But, yeah, the quarterback situation and the way they play the game right now, those teams, it's not going to be 45 throws a game. And it might not always lead to, you know, Fun and the most explosive offense in football. So these are the things he'll have to balance because that's going to be different, of course, than the the Chiefs conversation where it could be a little bit more wide open, but I don't know if they know how to feature a guy quite that way. I mean, we see too many games where there's just no Tyreek Hills involved for one, two, three weeks in a row, and then all of a sudden he explodes out of nowhere. So uh, sorry to talk so long there. I know you want to say something. Go ahead.
1: Well, you said something about the Patriots that caught my ear. Yeah. You know, in, in New Orleans, OBJ gets featured every game, like Michael Thomas got featured every game and racked up 385 catches a couple of years ago. In New England, it's going to depend on who the opponent is. In one week, no it's doubt. an OBJ yeah. game. The next week, it's a Hunter Henry game. The next week, it's a Kendrick Bourne game. And The next week, it's all run, 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 run. So... That's a factor as well, and he's had that long-standing affinity for New England. Yeah. But that was 2019, and Tom Brady was there when right. the Browns were getting ready to play the Patriots. Then, and by the way, the Browns play the Patriots again this weekend. OBJ was making his his intrigue with the Patriots known. And right, I think he craved this idea of being in a winning program with a winning culture and. Uh, I, he probably just craved being anywhere but Cleveland, and now he gets all, all due respect to Cleveland, but I just don't think he wanted to be there. He never wanted to be there. They never asked him if he wanted to go there. They traded him. I mean, it, it was bad from the get-go. It was doomed from the start. You trade one of the premier receivers in the NFL, and he finds out about it while he's out to dinner in Europe, I think, is yes, how he learned right. of it. That's it, right. It's not, a, it's not the way that you, you, you set the tone for success when he's got no say over where he's going next. And and now he's got that say. And yeah, the Patriots sound good if the choice is Patriots or Browns. Or the or or the Chiefs sound good if the choice is Chiefs or Browns. The Saints sound good if the choice is Saints or Browns. But if it's Saints, Chiefs, Patriots, there's a lot to weigh who there. Who knows? Who knows? Which team should be the one that is pursuing him most aggressively?
2: I think out of those teams that we talk about there, I I think I I would look at really the, I think the chiefs, I think they're the other team that really needs it. You know, they all need it. Of course we know that, but like the chiefs are, uh, they're floundering on offense. I mean, in in a lot of different ways, they've really kind of lost their identity. Mahomes is even last week. I mean, again, I I mean, I'm not telling anything new. It was, it was strugglesville. He didn't play good. He just played okay. That's all there was to it. And like I, like I, I, I think I said to you earlier in the week. I think last week was the first time in the Mahomes era where I saw Andy Reid and the offensive coaches Eric Bieniemy. They managed Mahomes. They didn't trust him. Like they were like, hey, it's third and three. We'll just run the ball and we'll kick the field goal. The hell with it. We're not sure he might throw a Kareem Abdul Jabbar hook shot down the middle right now, the way he's been playing. So they need him to jumpstart. And if they have visions of Super Bowl, like I just don't think there's any way they're going to get there with the current way they're playing, and the fact that you can just pin so much onto Kelsey and Hill, Kelsey and Hill—that's all they got. There's just nothing more there. So I look at them as a the team that needs him the most, but that's it's a tough one there because they all have a certain need there. We know uh, that that you know he could certainly help that team out on the offensive Lost side. Of Lost in
1: what you said about the Chiefs is the fact that Josh Gordon has just not nothing, yeah, nothing become right. right what Patrick Mahomes was so excited about after they beat Washington I talked to him and I specifically asked him about Josh Gordon and he was giddy at the prospect of Josh Gordon joining the team and I think that the mere fact that they're in this with OBJ tells you that Josh Gordon hasn't become the guy that they thought he was going to be and no one's really become the guy they need to be across from Tyreek Hill not me Cole Hardman not Byron Pringle nope. not right who else Demarcus Robinson None of them. None of them. Is that who it is? Yeah. I've lo- I've lost track of who the receivers are behind because there's nobody. There's nobody that you're thinking of. Nope. Hey, let's keep an eye on this guy. He's becoming someone. So uh, they're they're becoming contenders for OBJ. And again, as of last night, as of last night. And I, you know, I I always have to be careful. I can't out my sources. Sure. But but I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't think that there was reason to believe. Odo Beckham Jr. was not telling people that the Chiefs are the team that he's currently right. right planning to sign with. Although we recognize it's not done until it's done, and you can change your mind, you can sleep on it, you can wake up today, and you could say, "Hey, well, you know what? I was thinking Chiefs, but I, you know." Yeah, went back just, and watch some some right. twenty nineteen Saints, and I see number thirteen and. I'm better than that number 13, and if he can do what he did in that offense, what can I do in that offense? So you, you, you just never know. And, Chris, here's the other reality. Yeah. The longer this takes, does it not invite someone who has not yet jumped into the pool to say, screw it, we're getting in this. We didn't think we'd have a chance at this guy. We thought he'd be gone by Tuesday at dinnertime. He's still available. We're getting We're Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, let's go great. If these other teams don't know how to finish the deal, Les Snead and Sean McVay will finish the deal or somebody else like that. Yeah. But don't you ya. think that door's open a little bit the longer this takes? Somebody's going to swoop in and sweep him off his feet and make him the kind of offer and tell him the kinds of things that brings it all together and makes him say, yes, uh, this is the team I want. I don't think the Rams can make that pitch right. with all the receivers they have, right. but, but it opens the door for somebody that's currently not on his list to to resonate with him the way that apparently one of these other teams have yet to manage to resonate. I, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah,
2: the more time that goes on, you know, teams, teams who might have been on the fence about OBJ, you sit here, you start to digest things a little bit more. Maybe you talk to a few people who might know him or know the situation. Maybe it makes you feel better that way. Then you might hear, wait, one of the teams we're competing with you know, for a playoff spot or division is, is you know, looking at them. Wait, maybe we need to look a little harder. Like, that's where I go, ding, 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 Buffalo Bills. Hello. Find OBJ's number and call OBJ. Like, Buffalo Bills, you need another weapon. You're right in this conversation. It can't just be Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. You guys aren't going to go to the Super Bowl that way. I know the defense is good. It's just not going to happen. And now you got New England breathing down your neck in the division. And now they're looking to improve their football team. I, I don't know. That would be the team that again, just every time I think of any of those scenarios like that, I go, "Why hasn't? Why haven't we heard Buffalo involved in this?" That that's the one team
1: well, that kind of comes comes to my mind more than any when when you talk that scenario. There's another way to look at this too. It's not just another team deciding to come in and make him an offer that will immediately cause him to say, "This is what I've been waiting for." Yes, I accept your your proposal. Right. What if these contract offers just aren't nearly what some teams out there that may have been interested in him thought he would be paid? right, And so they're saying, wait a minute, minimum deal or close to it, well, you know, we weren't going to pay this guy three, four, or five for the rest of the year, but if we could get him for one or two for the balance of the season, hmm. And and maybe just that, maybe the mere appearance of a team – like the Bills of a team. And I'm still confused why the Buccaneers aren't interested because they clearly have a need. They signed Brashad Perryman to the practice squad yesterday. He had a strong 2019 with the Bucks and hasn't been great elsewhere since then. Antonio Brand's ankle must be messed up. It must be. Why would you add Brashad Perryman to the practice squad when you have all these other young receivers? But you know, Tom Brady just wants to win Super Bowl number eight. He doesn't care who the teammates are. And I I I know that sounds I don't know a little harsh but it's I don't I think it's true he he look he loves playing he loves being around his guys but wherever you would drop him he would he would have those that same reaction yeah I got teammates I'm part of a team but hold on I don't really want to win a, a Super Bowl and I you know if the Saints may get him and the Saints have already beaten the Buccaneers once. The Saints haven't lost to the Buccaneers in the regular season since Tom Brady arrived, and you get the sense maybe they're destined to meet again in the postseason. If Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be part of that game, round three again, wouldn't you rather he be on your team and not on the Saints?
2: I, I mean, I hear you. I mean, the way they've approached things, you know, the last few years, it's it's you – know, they've been aggressive, aggressive, aggressive and just, you know, built an all-star team there in Tampa. You know, there is some logic there to it. You're right. I mean, they got a Super Bowl team – the game is driven through their pass game, even though they're pretty balanced on offense. We know they want to throw the ball at the end of the day. I mean, I don't think it's the craziest thought. I think what it comes down to, though, with like, you know, the, he's, got a, he's got a reputation, OBJ. That, that's just the simple fact of the matter. You know, and, and in a lot of people's eyes, his reputation is worse than an Antonio Brown. And not because like, you know, off the field stuff, but because Antonio Brown has such a great you know, reputation for work, 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 work. He is a worker. Nobody, that's one thing. Hey, might be a jerk. He's done this with the law, blah, 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 blah. blah. But when he's on a football field, man, he works. The rest of the receivers follow him because they see how he works and he brings up the whole group. You know, OBJ doesn't necessarily have that reputation. And I think if you talk to 32 teams in the league, I think, 20 maybe half would go oh he's horrible he's a piece of crap blah 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 there's no way we'd ever deal with him and then you got the other half of the league who you know doesn't look at it that way they're they're able to realize that there's a lot of other circumstances that have gone on and you know he's not a bad guy and it's been in some weird situations but I think that's what he's fighting against a little bit too here and uh, that that's what I think is you know maybe turn some teams off
1: Mike but consider the three coaches That, in my view, are the most likely to get him right now. Right. Andy Reid, Uh Sean Payton, Bill Belichick. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know? I mean, it does, in
2: my opinion. That's exactly right. That's kind of what I was just trying to say with Buffalo. Like, if New England and Belichick are, you know, looking at him, they obviously don't think he's so dysfunctional and crazy that he's going to come up there and ruin their football team. You know? So, I'm with you there. I'm with you. Exactly right. Right. You know and, and listen I hear from people too oh he's you know oh OBj we don't, we don't want to deal with him he's a piece of crap and I just you know sometimes I want to go well man I talked to 20 other people they think you're a piece of crap so I can't really listen to your opinion you know that doesn't you a piece of crap can't call a piece of crap I mean that that doesn't make sense either so uh, but yes I Why think Why are that you does, talking to pieces of crap then I don't know you know what I mean just not everybody views everybody the same in the NFL you know you know what I'm saying you just can't take you everybody's eat, word. Eat- there's pers- you eat
1: pieces of crap for breakfast? <laughs> Ew, gross. But here,
2: <laughs> getting back to a serious matter.
1: You missed that altogether. I did. Happy I-
2: Gilmore, by the way, I know. currently on I knew what it was. P-cah. Right. I knew okay. what it was. Yes, you eat pieces of crap. Yes, I do. I know. Uh, but, okay, with all these conversations, too, you know why aren't the Packers more involved if, if it's going to be such a low number? I, that's the other one I don't understand either. Now I, I can understand trep like a little trepidation from OBJ with the Packers because they're another team I would look at to go. I don't know if they really know how to feature a wide receiver. You know Aaron Rodgers knows how to throw the ball to Devonte Adams when he's covered, not covered, and they just do their own thing. But I don't think the system necessarily delivers. You know the same way that maybe the Saints or the Patriots can just draw up plays you know, for a guy, and yeah, the play is intended to go to you this week, but hey, we got a quarterback who's smart, and if you're not open, he throws to the next guy, you know, and a receiver could deal with that. Green Bay is a little different that way. I do think they need one more weapon, again, because you've heard what I've said about it many times. They can't just get to the Super Bowl on we're going to execute. That, I, that's not going to happen. They need a few more playmakers or need one more playmaker for sure. So I'm just surprised that that hasn't been more of a, a driving force or a conversation there.
1: But, but given the Green Bay history, it's yeah. not surprising.
2: Right. No, you're right. right. I'm not surprised either. You're right. I mean, I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm surprised because I want to go, what the hell are you guys thinking? But when you really look at it all and unpack it, you're right. This is not within their DNA to usually do this type of thing.
1: One final factor here, because I do think that, that the various considerations for Odo Beckham Jr., we talked about them. How much money do I make now? How much money can I make next year? Yeah. How many footballs are going to come my way? Am I playing with a contender, non-contender? How good is the quarterback? The other factor is, am I going to get along with the quarterback? Yeah, I think that has to be an important factor because, look, may- maybe it'll be in Baker Mayfield's autobiography. Maybe it'll be in OBJ's. Maybe it'll be in both. Right. Maybe it'll be in neither. I don't think it takes a genius, which qualifies me to engage in this exercise, to say, I something was was off with yeah. Baker Mayfield 100%. and OBJ from the get-go. So, from the get-go, he's going to want to have a great relationship with his next quarterback and I think that's part of it too. And look, when you when you look at everything that Aaron Rodgers is currently dealing with and he's dealing with some stuff and we know he's got a very unique personality and we know OBJ has a very unique personality. There's a chance that's oil and water between Aaron Rodgers and OBJ. Or or you know and i i don't know, i know I, we, I guess we could we could lump other quarterbacks into that, but the one that would stand out would be aaron rodgers and o b j the possibility of the two of them just not clicking
2: yeah i i, I hear you, i hear you, but i mean we everybody clicks with Rogers when they go up there. That's the one thing I'll just like, I know the personality.
1: Well, thing. maybe because they submit, maybe because they yeah. kiss the ring and maybe that's something OBJ is not going to do. Well,
2: maybe, but I think more or less of the times it's usually go, damn, every ball he throws me is on the freaking money. I mean, I'm covered. I'm happy here. I'm getting touchdowns. I mean, there's been so many guys throughout their careers where I go, they score touchdowns in Green Bay. They go to other places. They don't do anything. They come back to Green Bay. They're back to scoring touchdowns. And it's because of one reason it's because Johnny laser beams throwing them the ball. So that's where, you know, I, I, you know, I, I think I, you know, Aaron Rodgers, as complicated as he may be, uh, I would think would welcome it, but I, I will say if, if, yeah. if
1: OBJ knows Greg Jennings, that could, that could be a, sure. I mean, there, there are random guys yes. who have caught footballs from, from Aaron Rodgers who, who wouldn't give a glowing assessment.
2: Yeah, I, I get that. You know, I know. I know Greg Jennings at the end of his career there in Green Bay. Jermichael Finley. You know, he feels like, yeah, they probably pushed him out the door or Rodgers, like, throwing to somebody else more than him. There's that. Yes, I know. Jermichael Finley certainly has it out for him. I don't know what the hell happened there. Um, I will say this, just to, like, kind of button this up. The Saints and the Patriots make a lot of sense to me, just big picture-wise, like, big picture. You know, not only – to this year to get back, you know, on track and they know how to feature you and I think their teams are going in the right direction. But I think there's a future in both places as well. I think that's the other thing I look at. You go to New England, the Belichick and company, they got that team right where they want it. Right where they want it. And it's going in the it's going back in the right direction once again here. To where I don't know what happens this year. But I go, they're setting the stage for next year for them to be a really good football team no matter what. And Mac Jones in year two, he'll be better. So you could be that that guy with Mac Jones in that offense where I do think there's something there. And that, that to me, the same goes with the Saints. Now, the Saints, the question will be, you know, we know they know how to feature a guy, and, and Sean Payton loves getting receivers off with catches. I mean, even before Michael Thomas, it was Marquise Colston tearing up the middle of the field and and getting 80 and 90 catches a year. He knows how to get the ball to anybody, running backs out of the backfield, whoever, but there is the quarterback conversation. But, you know, in in my estimation, I just would be shocked if the Saints don't make a big play this offseason for a quarterback. Who the hell knows? Aaron Rodgers might be there. Russell Wilson might be there. You know, I just don't think Sean Payton's going to sit back and just like you know have some system guy that he's got coming up the ranks and, and his system. Now I think they'll make a move cuz their team's good and they're ready to win right now.
1: One last factor that you reminded me of before we move on. Yeah. It is possible that one or more of these teams is trying to get OBJ under contract for multiple years. Yeah. And right. part of the part of the sales pitch in New Orleans if that's what they're trying to do to manage the cap and and funnel more money to him and it can't just be a 2021 deal is to say, "Hey, look, We we don't know for sure who we're gonna have, but it ain't gonna be Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston at quarterback for this team in twenty twenty two. Right. All right. We pivot now to another story that is preliminary, confusing, but at least for now the certainty that we have is that Dalvin Cook will indeed be available for the Vikings in the short term because the league has made it clear he won't be put on the commissioner exempt list as he faces civil allegations of assault, battery and false imprisonment. Here is Dalvin Cook with his belief that in this altercation that came to light on Tuesday night he is the victim.
0: I just want to start. I know it's a lot of questions about the reports and the things that came out yesterday. I just want everybody to know, you know, I'm the the victim in a situation and, you know, the truth and the details about the situation will come out at a further time and any further questions, I can ask my agent, my attorney, and, you know, that'll be all.
1: Yeah, this thing got off on a weird footing because his agent was so aggressive on Tuesday night trying to put Dalvin Cook's version out there. Right in a vacuum. Like, what is this? The first tweet that came out from Shefty. What is this? What does this even mean? And then the guy, Zach Hiller, calls me up and it's like, I don't understand this tweet. You got to help me understand this. You know, people are going to be confused. Right. And even then, I didn't know that a lawsuit was filed. I didn't even know who the alleged victim was. But it was clear to me that that they were trying to get ahead of what was coming. And now here's where we are. And I wrote about this yesterday, and it's as simple as I can put it. You don't get to show up and say, I'm innocent, and expect it to be over. You still have a process that you have to go through. The person who is claiming that wrongdoing was occasioned upon her will have the opportunity to develop her case and prove it in civil court with a judge presiding and a jury making the decision. Dalvin Cook will have the ability to make whatever claims he would like to make. And that's how it works. And if there's been an effort to try to settle her claims, if she's made settlement demands, which are extremely common, you know, it's not uncommon for the person who is being pursued for money to say I'm being extorted. That's a word that that Zach Hiller was throwing around on Tuesday night, and Dalvin Cook may believe that, but you gotta understand this isn't extortion in the classic sense. This isn't I have compromising information about you that I'm going to, you know, send to your employer or or release to the public or do whatever with if you don't give me money this is i have the right to take you to court and pursue my claims against you for injuries that i believe you inflicted upon me and i'm going to do it and i'm giving you an opportunity to resolve the case now before i do it that's legitimate and happens all the time i was going to say every day It's more than every day. It's all day long every day. Lawyers throughout the country, before they file their lawsuits, they try to settle them because it's better for everyone if you don't go through that process. So, um, so, lawsuits filed. Cook won't be put on paid leave. He'll be able to play. NFL is going to monitor. Now, if a criminal charge is filed, that could change. What happened with Deshaun Watson? Criminal charge comes after the civil lawsuit. That could happen. And if it does, then that process has to run its course. But that's exactly the posture that this is in. And Dalvin Cook may be frustrated. He may genuinely believe he's the victim, Chris, but doesn't matter. No. The battle is joined in court. And once the legal process is is activated, what you think, what you want, what you'd like to tell everyone and have them believe you right now doesn't matter. doesn't matter.
2: No, it does not matter. You're right. I mean, again, and it's a little—we'll uh, say I think it was a little— maybe distasteful of, you know, the, the approach. I understand getting out in front of the story. I do, but you know, like you said, I, you know, I don't know. It was, just seemed like we're going to get out in front of the story. The hell with the facts. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, it, it's a pain in the butt. I don't know what else to say for Dalvin cook. You know, it's the Vikings who are in the middle of a, in kind of a playoff run here and right in the mix. And I think right now st- sit there at the number seven seed in the, the NFC and Dalvin cook is, you know, their best player, You know, best player on their team. I think best player on their offense for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is a headache for them. There's no doubt about it. And it's going to be a headache for him going forward. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like we're in any, you know, um, type of way going to lose him this year, like you said. So it doesn't seem like it's going to affect play on the field, at least from now, from where it stands. But we'll see where it goes. You know, Mike, all I can do here is, you know, I've seen these incidents, you know, throughout my career, you know, I can and, and it, it can go either way. You know, I, you, you just you just don't know. Again, it's it's love. It's passion. It's it's a lot of things that involve here. And I've seen players be, you know, jerks and yeah, they get in trouble for it. I've seen players be jerks and get away with it. I've seen players be totally innocent and, you know, the woman be the jerk and the player gets in trouble. Uh, so I've seen it all with these type of cases. So I'm certainly not going to judge in any sort of way or fashion at this point. Just kind of sit back and we'll take the information
1: as it comes and, and go from there. And it's also a reminder. And I think it's what makes the fact that Deshaun Watson's case got to the point that it did even more confusing. Checks are written all the time. To diffuse potential situations like this. Whether the pro athlete, and it's not just football, it goes throughout the entire spectrum, they get accusations made against them all the time. Not all of them, but it happens. It does. And And they resolve them because you understand this isn't like the average person getting sued by his or her next-door neighbor because the dog got loose and, and you know, not on the, the, the next-door neighbor's leg for, for a couple of seconds. Right. This is, this is high-profile stuff, and when these allegations are made, it damages someone's image, reputation, earning potential. It creates significant problems for them. That was one of the concerns I had when they beefed up the personal conduct policy in 2014 post-Ray Rice. What you're creating is an incentive for people who have borderline or less allegations trying to shake a guy down. And that's when it becomes kind of extortion. You know, if you are embellishing your claims, if you are maybe lying, if the claims are false, there's a reason to do it. I'm not saying it's an accurate or justifiable reason, but there's an attraction to do it because... Once that guy's sued, once it's out in the open, once the allegations end up in the media, that's when the guy has to worry: Am I going to be put on paid leave? Are they going to suspend me without yeah, pay? Right. It becomes a much bigger deal for the employment of the NFL player than it does for anybody else yeah, who exactly faces those right. kinds of allegations.
2: No. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. Yeah, I mean that that's what that's you know the issue, or it's the gift and the curse of being in the public spotlight. You know, yeah, there's some great things, of course, that come with that and you get to be the man and you're famous and, you know, all of that. But at the same time, when things go wrong, you know, people know about it a whole lot more than, you know, Johnny Lawyer or Johnny Doctor who might have done something wrong and nobody will ever know about it. He can just kind of... You know, find a way to whether pay it off or go through the legal process, and nobody will know as long as he doesn't tell people it is work or his business. That's just not the case in you know this this type of scenario there. So it it does happen. You're right. Uh, Dalvin Cook is a phenomenal football player. You know, I don't know. I mean, he's got. He's never been a guy that's been in trouble before, right? I I don't remember anything. This is kind of the first, you know, thing. There was vague, you know remember when he vague came, out of came out of State State college is why came weird. the second round, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like but, yes. but he's been a model citizen. A model citizen. Up until up until this allegation yes. which we don't know how it's going to play out exactly, right? Out, and right. it's possible that the end result will be he did something he shouldn't have done. No doubt. Up until this 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 quandary we're now in. There, there had been nothing at the NFL level.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. And I think even in coming out of college, the the thing I, if I remember correctly, was just, there was a little like pumping the brakes on because they didn't like the crowd he hung out with. And I want, you know, I, to me, that's like, what? Okay. Damn. You probably wouldn't have liked the crowd I hung out with in college either. I, I don't know. That can go a lot of different no, ways. I don't like the crowd you hang out with now. <laughs> well, you're Wait part of the crowd. That's why.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Um, speaking of, uh, of crowds, you may not want to hang out with. If you're Brian Burns, you may not want to hang out with Mac Jones. The latest on the Greg Valentine figure four leg lock maneuver, allegedly from Mac Jones when
0: PFT live continues right after this. At bet three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.
1: Can
2: I ask you one more question on Mac? Um, like, what, what do you, how, how do you want this to be handled? I mean, do you feel like you deserve an apology? Do you feel like he deserves be fine? What do you feel like needs to, like,
0: what do you think should happen? It would be nice to have an apology, <laughs> Mac. It would be nice to have an apology, but, uh, I mean, it's not going to happen. And, um, I mean, however the NFL handles it, it's, it's, it's on them. I would just like to play them again. And uh, I wish all my fellow uh, DN brothers happy hunting.
1: Well, Brian Burns, not letting bygones be bygones. Well, you won't play him again for a few more years unless you end up with another team and or unless you both get to the Super Bowl, which happened 19 years ago. Probably not happening again anytime no. soon, especially the way the Panthers are going. But no. Mac Jones... And it's funny. We phrased it as he declined to apologize. And of course, some people got upset. He didn't decline to apologize. He just said, I'm moving on. Well, what does that mean? You got one guy asking for an apology. The other guy says, I'm moving on just because he didn't say, I reject your request for an apology. The rejection is implicit, people. It is amazing. The crap. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. For the record. I'm fine with it because the passion that gets people to pop off with ridiculous nonsense is the passion that brings them to the website in the first place. But sometimes it really is jarring how people will just completely twist and distort reality. Then again, I guess, look around the country now and it's not all that surprising. Yeah, well, yeah.
2: I mean, hey, listen, you know, it's an interesting topic. You know, again, you know, I, I think like, an apology? I, I don't know about that. I don't. Again, as we watch that replay, I don't know if we have it here today or not, and we could throw it up there, but, you know, I, I don't look there at it is. like. It I don't look at, look at it go. like. Figure four leg lock. He's trying to get the figure four leg lock. I, I don't think he's yeah. like, first off, this is Mac Jones. It looks like he has four muscles on his body. I don't think he made <laughs> Brian
1: Burns twist around that way. Did he hold it? His- watch it again. Watch it again, though. Yeah. He trips him. I hadn't noticed that before. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, look at that. Did. The right leg of Max
2: Jones taking him down. He did a little hamstring curl to make sure he goes down right here. There's no doubt about that. I missed that as I well. I hadn't noticed that. You now, can watch it 100 times and not notice it, and there right. it is. But I don't think he was like deliberately twisting Brian Burns' leg. I, look, he's holding him nor is he strong enough and if we showed their other angles you see you know his hands kind of slip off when i have other angles i've seen too you know i still think brian burns is the one who initiated the twisting there now i could be wrong and i'm certainly not trying to call brian burns a liar or anything like that brian burns is a hell of a football player i love that but like sorry you know that's not gonna happen you know again he's holding on for dear life I- I, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he did twist it here. To me, that looks more like Brian Burns was trying to twist his way out of it to get the ball.
1: Go ahead. But then came the sweep of the leg that yes. took him down. He swept the leg. You know, th- this isn't Jeff Van Gundy on Alonzo Morning's leg. <laughs> I mean, Mac Jones one. has a little something to say about this. He's got. He's holding on to this guy. Even he is holding he's on. I know. The most ripped. NFL player, or I guess you could say he's probably the least ripped non punter or kicker in the history of yeah, the they can league. They could be ripped, actually, but he's got yeah. but he's got some strength. I know, but I'm just yeah. Saying plenty I know. Of them I, know aren't. I know. Plenty of them are. Yes. More and more of them are. Yeah. But but plenty of them, especially over the years, aren't. Uh, Mac Jones definitely not in the. Charles Atlas category a name that uh, Al Michaels mentioned the other night that's a Charlie it was Charles Atlas and Jack LaLanne when I was growing up there oh was a Jack gosh. LaLanne yeah. show in the right. morning where he would do calisthenics yeah. in black and white that's crazy um, so all right so anyway, wait don't, so don't, wait. please don't play the piano music well um but but but, uh, but I don't think ahead.
2: I don't think it was like that like I, again he's doing anything he can just to get the guy down you know, I, I don't know. Maybe again, maybe I'm wrong. And he did twist. it. And he thought he
1: had the ball. Certainly. And, he, he, and he, doesn't, ball. he
2: doesn't know what happened. He just got blindsided and got crushed by a guy who's big and fast and hit him hard. You know, and like, sorry. Like, come on.
1: like I mean, first off. Sorry for playing football. Well, there's. there's sorry for playing football. That's where
2: I think we're getting a little ridiculous and it's getting blown out of proportion because it's like a quarterback and there's like more of a spotlight. First off, there's lots of tackles that happen like this every week in the NFL with ball carriers running and a guy's holding their legs and he's doing anything he can. And as he's rolling over because he dove in, he's still holding it. What, are we going to ask defenders to say sorry now? Like sorry? Come on, that's it's being ridiculous. Is Brian Burns the next time he hits a quarterback in the head? Is he gonna is he gonna reach out to him the next week and say sorry? Like that, then that's that's the president's he's starting here. So I'll be looking for that. If he hits somebody illegally or does that, he's got to apologize now for the rest of his career. He's got to. If he's going to say stuff like that in that meeting or in that press conference, and that's where I just go, like, come on, that wasn't intentional. It's football. He's just doing anything he can. He's disoriented. I don't think Mac Jones is a dirty football player or was trying to be dirty in that moment by any stretch of the imagination.
1: And, And also, Brian Burns appealing to the broader fraternity of pass rushers, happy hunting. Yeah, so, I, I, know. I you know. I can't. I can't get my revenge on him directly, but you can do it. For yeah, me. I, I. I know. And you that, know that—that's what he was implying. Yes. May not even be the strong enough right. word. That's what he was saying when he said "happy hunting." But still, I will say this. Yeah. I had not noticed, and shame on me. The the right leg, sweeping. Brian burns and knocking him down I thought he fell because I was trying to figure out what he's doing with that ankle and is he is he the one that twists the ankle over or does burns do it that's something you said the other day but then comes that sweep of the leg and down he goes and it just gives it to me a different vibe and I it look it's football it's football but but you know he didn't have the ball and there should have been a flag thrown on Mac Jones for something there. Because Brian Burns didn't have the ball, and I think Let's be I believe the guy had the ball, he holding or tripping.
2: Yeah, right. You could call that one hundred percent. I'm with you there. You know, apology. And no, what?
1: Go ahead. There's one more piece to this that we'll find out about on Saturday. Was Mac Jones fined for that? Remember, there was a time when Tom Brady slid and and his leg went up into the crotch of Ed Reed, and he got fined ten or fifteen grand for it after the fact. Right. So. Mac Jones could get fined. He might. He might. Yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't be
2: shocked, certainly. But, again, I don't think there was, like, intent to, like, hurt or be dirty. You're just doing anything you can at that point. I mean, again, I, I find that less egregious than horse collar, horse collar tackling. Are we going to start saying sorry about that every time? Because I see guys' knees. And, I mean, did the guy reach out to Jameis Winston, who horse collar tackled him, and say sorry? Or should we, should we get Jameis on the press conference to say, happy hunting. Let's all go, you know, crush that DB. Like, you know, that, that's to me, that's where it, this is being blown out of proportion because it's a quarterback and I don't know. It, people like well, to jump on else? Mac Jones here's a little what, bit. Here's
1: what else too. Yeah. People think that there's too much praise of Mac Jones. So th- red state, there's Blue something state. about it. There, there's a segment of resentment because, Oh, everybody's praising Mac Jones. Oh, it's all Mac Jones. Oh, oh Mac Jones. Isn't the golden boy that you thought he was. I think that's, fueling part of this too yeah and and he did something we don't see very often that is a big part of it whether it was dirty or not whether it was deliberate or not whether he knew he had the ball or not we don't have many highlights that we can play over and over again that are that damn entertaining because they're so different than what we're used to normally seeing yeah. on a football field right. we have to admit that yeah no 100 percent. It,
2: it was a it's a different odd look it jumped out right away I'm happy Brian Burns is not hurt you know I mean, he was in a few plays later, right? I mean, it was what he was out for a series. Yeah, he was yeah, back he's, in. He's fine. So you know, the the whole football universe is acting like he ended the guy's career here. Like I know, and Mac Jones, you know, you know the one thing like. It, I, you know, apology, no apology. He doesn't seem to care about being the jerk or being that, like you know, being you know Darth Vader's dark, dark son there up in well, New England. He is. I know. He, he doesn't care. <laughs> he's kind of embraced it. He's like, I mean, he's he talks like Belichick in the in the Belichick in the press conferences. I mean, his voice is like starting to go like this. I mean, that's what he's starting to sound like. So, I mean, he's a chip off the old block, I guess you could say. And you know, I'm sure if he saw him in person. He'll probably say something to him. But is he going to like reach out and make a press
1: conference or a call right now? I
2: don't think so. It's it's
1: football. No. Um, Speaking of things that we haven't seen very often, the Cassius Marsh taunting penalty on Monday night. Now, we have been chiding and deriding the National Football League all year long for having no transparency whatsoever, no mechanism to explain themselves yeah. when a controversial call happens. And... I guess we finally asked hard enough. Yeah. We finally got it. Don't get your hopes up, though. Here's Perry Fuel reading from a teleprompter, I assume, while defending the decision to penalize Cassius Marsh on Monday night.
0: In Chicago versus Pittsburgh, Bears number 59 is penalized for taunting. He takes several steps toward the Pittsburgh bench, posturing toward their sideline. Taunting is a point of emphasis to promote sportsmanship and respect for opponents. This was recommended by the competition committee and coaches.
1: Okay. That's um, weak sauce right there is what that is. Posturing. He was posturing. Right. I'm
2: going to be you looking for posture. that. You better not don't po- posture. That's right. That's like the same conversation. Don't you posture. You're right. Don't. If don't, I see somebody don't.
1: posture this week. Are you posturing? I Are know. you posturing? I know. Are you currently posturing? You better not be posturing. We will have. We shall have no posturing in this establishment. <laughs> I look. If, if if that's what we're getting, NFL, don't waste your time or our time. I agree there. Do they think we are that stupid? Yes. That's what's astounding to me. Maybe I am, but I thought I did a better job of covering it up. Right. Maybe I'm doing a very bad job of concealing my stupidity because they think... We're dumbasses, Chris, if that's what they're going to put in front of us and 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 have us all say, well, now I understand it. Thank you. We'll stop complaining about that horrendous call. You've changed our mind. It was the best call that's ever been made. Thank you, NFL. for for causing us to see the light. Yeah, no, I, I you know, I agree. It, it is. And, you
2: know, posturing, whatever. I'll be watching for that now. You know, because that's a new element to this. I didn't realize posturing was part of this. And again, I'm I- telling you, they
1: think we're stupid, or they just don't give a crap. No, I, there's no other explanation for it. Yeah, I, and if I, they if they didn't give a crap, they wouldn't have done that video, right? If they truly don't, they they clearly care enough to take the time to create the video. Because previously, it was crickets. That was their liaison. That was their method of getting through to the fans who are confused about the bad calls. Nothing. Now we get something. I know. And it's offensive. It's offensive to the average intelligence. And remember what George Carlin said. Think of how dumb the person of average intelligence is and half the people are dumber. It's offensive to all those people (sighs) that that's the explanation. I'm sorry. They may get mad. They may call somebody and complain about me. I don't care. That's unacceptable because you are presuming that your customers are stupid if you think that is going to solve this problem. Yeah,
2: I, I, I agree. It's not going to solve the problem. And, you know, again, I, I think it's – they're opening up a can of worms with that kind of call right there because I'll be looking for it now. I'm going to be looking for it. Like, whoa, Posturing. There, there was Any posturing. Posturing Why was Why didn't they call that? That's unfair. It cost the Bears a game, but you're going to let this team get away with it. I don't know. Uh, I I don't I don't I don't yeah I'm with you I don't agree nor do I agree that really I know that this is a point of emphasis and we're gonna hide behind that phrase here to the till till the end of time but you know again th- I I don't think this is what like the people on that committee were worried about this is not what they were thinking about when they started to go let's make this a point of emphasis I've discussed what I think we're talking about here I won't go there again and make you laugh with my jokes about you know what no, is, we don't need any dangling participles right no. yeah, so, but the, that that's what they're looking for they want that you know that they it's not that was not what I, I I can't imagine what Mike Tomlin and Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay and all the other guys that were on the committee to say this is a a thing I don't think they were worried about the guy looking at the sideline for half a second 30 yards away that was not what they were thinking and that, that to me is where where it is wrong and um yeah, I, I don't agree. And it is a bad look by the NFL. It's a, you know, I feel like it's like maybe the th- I, I, third, fourth time here recently where I think the NFL thinks we're all dummies and just
1: tries to, you know, play that card on us. Well, maybe Moses misread the stone tablets. Maybe it said there shalt not, thou shalt not posture on there somewhere. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm questioning my entire belief system. Not not that I walk around posturing all day. I'm not even quite sure what, what it is. Miles Simmons has this thing he does like this when he's trying to, you know, sarcastically make a point. Is that posturing? I guess it is. I guess so. But thou shalt not do it. Thou shalt not do it. Or you'll be fined. Not fined. Well, he's probably going to be fined. Because, see, now they have to back up the bad call. They have to double down on the bad call. So they will fine him. I guarantee you they're going to fine him because they don't fine him. Guys like me and you will say, well, see, they knew it was a bad call or they would have fined him. So, right. sorry, Cassius Marsh, that the. Because maybe if it hadn't become such a big deal, they, wouldn't have, they would have realized, probably shouldn't have flagged him. But, but is that a way to run any business? Can I just ask that question? Because people will say to me, why do you hate the NFL? I don't hate the NFL. I love the NFL. I love the NFL and I want the NFL to be as good as it can be. I want it to aspire to the vision of it that I developed when I was a little kid hearing John Facenda's voice and seeing the football spiral in slow motion through snowflakes in an NFL films production. That's what I want the NFL to be. Right. So anytime I see something that is less than what I think the NFL should aspire to be, I'm going to say so. Right. I'm going to say so. Because there are plenty of things the NFL isn't doing, and I think there's a complacency that sets in when you're, when you're a $20 billion a year industry, where well, you can just do whatever the hell you want. Who cares? Oh, they don't like it? Who cares? They're still going to come to the games. They're still going to watch the games. Oh, they're complaining about that? Who cares? They're still going to be here. I, I, I think that that, and, and really, that's what it is. It's arrogance. Boil it down. It is arrogance at the highest levels of the league that will cause them... To behave the way they do when it comes to issues like this, because they they really at their core do not care because they know that yeah. and, and they're right. It's a well ordered. We're machine. all gonna be there. Right. You know, what, what are we gonna not watch Ravens Dolphins tonight in protest? Hell no.
2: Absolutely not. I mean, you're right. It's it's still the best watch on TV is NFL football, you know, for my money. And of course, you know, the numbers back that up. There's nothing more popular in our country. And Sundays on the NFL, during the NFL season, it's as good as it gets. You know, I mean, and yeah, even tonight, I mean, yeah, you're right. We're watching. Here we go. But uh, I, I like that you said that because I think that, that's how I look at it, too. I love the NFL. I don't, like, bring out negatives just to be negative. I bring it out because I'm passionate about it. I love it. You know, I've been around it my whole life. And, yeah, I do try to hold them to a standard, but only because of my love for it which is like what you do in a lot of aspects of life. Like like you said whether it's, you know, it could be your own personal business, you know, you're raising your kids, your wife, what your girlfriend, whatever. I mean, when you start to th- see things go a little wrong or whatever, you got to step in and go, "Wait, hey, like hey, you know, son Philip, you know, I love you, but you're not doing as good with your homework. So I got to start being a little bit of a jerk here to get you to be better at your homework." And and that fixes problems, and I think that's how I look at what we do at times, and it's not because of
1: hate, it's because of love. God forbid that we should want the rules that they have developed to be applied in a way that is reasonable, consistent, and fair. God, what, what? Oh, boy, I almost said a word. Oh, that was close. What buttholes we are to actually want and expect that there will be fairness, that the games will be decided by the skills, abilities, and timely or untimely mistakes made by the participants and not by those responsible for officiating and presiding over the game. How crazy we are to want that. And how crazy we are to want the league to understand that as all these new millions and billions eventually will be flowing into the coffers from legalized gambling that they should recognize and embrace their responsibility to ensure the integrity not just of the outcome of every game but of every wager that is placed on every game every prop bet everything that goes on because you are directly benefiting from it now more than ever before and if you don't do it you're going to have Congress create an agency that does it. And and I've been operating, Chris, under the premise that that's not good for anybody. Yeah. That having the equivalent of the Securities and Exchange Commission overseeing professional sports to ensure proper integrity and demand a, appropriate officiating. I've just been saying that's not good for anybody. We don't. But you know what? You know what? I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think. I might need it. Maybe that's the only way to fix this. Maybe, maybe we need Congress to create an agency that will force the NFL to do the things it refuses to realize that it needs to do on its own.
2: Yeah, well, I think that goes back to like what we've talked about a little bit before. Just, what, you know, this seems like
1: they penny pinch. Um, They're about- cheap. They're cheap. They're, They're cheap. cheap. They are. Go ahead and complain. I don't care. Yeah, You're cheap. Right. You, NFL, are cheap. Because Mike Pereira should be working for you. Dean Blandino should be working for you. Gene Steratore should, all these guys on TV, Terry McCauley, John Perry, all these guys who get it and know how to explain it should be part of the structure aimed yep. at getting it right, right, not part of the structure aimed at helping people understand when they get it wrong.
2: Right, right. Or, you know, yeah, you're right. I mean, and, and, and again, like, not in the job anymore for, for you know, for the most part with those guys, you said, because they don't pay enough money. I mean, period. How, how is that possible? Like, wow, you're great at your job. You're great at your job. And now, you know, you're so great. Uh, we should pay you more. But, man, a TV company's going to pay you more, even though you're doing great for our league. Just,
1: well, no, no, no. It's just it's the arrogance. It is. Uh, we'll it we'll is. find somebody to do it as well as you for the money that you don't want to accept. Yes. If you don't like it. Get out of here. Right. If you and- don't like it. Go. We'll We'll find somebody else. And the other
2: aspect of that, I want to be like, and again, this is no disrespect because I like the guy and I like what he did in the NFL, but when did did Perry Fuel ever officiate a football game? No. No, he was an assistant coach. No crap. I know. That's where I just go, look how silly that looks. It's just silly. It's stupid. And I don't mean to say that to be personal to Perry Fuel. I really like the guy. I understand he knows football. But this is not his area of expertise. This is not. And yet we're going to listen and just take his word for it here with that? Like, that, that, that doesn't have the greatest look to me
1: either. Dean Blandino told me on PFTPM a few years back after he left the NFL for Fox, and he, he, he put it as tactfully as he could. And we've said this before, but it merits mentioning it again. They don't value the position Of senior VP of officiating. They don't value it. That is just a half click below when Elaine told George he's extremely careful with money. They don't value the position. They're cheap. This is a critical position that is currently abdicated, frankly, even with our video yesterday. I think it confirms there's no one there. There's no one home. There's no one in a position to have a real conversation with us, with ESPN, with Fox, with anyone, There should be someone who is put out there to explain why these decisions were made, why the mistakes were made, how the mistakes were made, where the mistakes were made. And that's how Blandino and Pereira did it. There was no Baghdad Bob from them. Very rarely did it feel like they were being company men. Very, very rarely. I remember when we launched PFT Live on radio, it was a noon to three thing initially, we had Dean Blandino on like every, after every round of the playoffs because there was some controversial thing. I remember in that Lions Cowboys game, there was one play that had both illegal contact with the receiver and interference with the receiver, and, and he admitted that it, that they missed it. Why? What? What? What purpose does it serve to mislead your audience? Yeah. About what we all saw. Right. I just don't get it, Chris. I don't either, Mike. I don't get it. I don't either. And you know, we got to take a break. One day, don't do to take a break. Yep. I think we've been fired. Yeah. When we return, it won't be us. They're going to find a couple people to talk about tonight's Ravens-Dolphins game, which we will watch, and we will be looking for posturing. We'll be right back.
0: (laughs) Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features, the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar.